roll it. So welcome to the Church Mag podcast. Um, blessing here, and I am joined by uh, Bobby Gruenwald, um, and probably known more for um, you know being one of the key people behind the Bible app or U version uh, Bible app. Um, welcome to the Church Mag podcast, uh, Bobby. It's great to be with you, Blessing. Thanks for having me. We've touched on the Bible app and we've spoken about the Bible app and referenced it a few times now. In, in 2000, I think it was 2008, that was the very first app I built on my phone. Um, I had oh, this um, I had this Samsung device. I don't know what had come on me, but that was before iPhone was iPhone, right? So right. I think I think I can be forgiven for that one. But that was the very first app I installed on my phone and... I can delete other apps and this one has stayed. I was looking at the 2019 review, over 415 million um, installs um, and Bible is available in more than 2,000 languages on the app. If we're talking about impact, this would definitely be one of the stories that I'd, I'd point at. What are some of the things that you think have kept the the idea that the value of embra- of em- I mean embracing agile, being agile and responding quickly. Did you ever imagine? I mean, it's a bad question, but I I I, I love to just throw it at you and see what, how you respond to this. But did you ever imagine that you'd be talking about the Bible app in twenty twenty and having this kind of reach and impact? No, I mean we, uh, I mean never imagined. Um, you know, I, I wish that I could say that I had the faith, you know, at the time yeah. of the original <laughs> idea to think that, you know, one day there'll be, you know, X number of millions or hundreds of millions of people, you know, that would, would use this. Um, yeah. But quite frankly, I, I didn't have that kind of faith. I mean, that didn't seem like a reasonable thing to wow. think, you know, from that vantage point. Um, but I did have just enough faith to start, you know, to, to step yeah. into it. And that's kind of what God says is all we need. You know, we don't necessarily have to have this huge faith, you know, to begin something like this. We just need to listen to his voice and step into what he's calling us to do. It really did start as a way for me to, I was trying to figure out how to use technology to help me engage with the Bible because I was a below average Bible reader Mm -hmm. and wanted not to be a below average Bible reader. And I thought maybe technology could help me and this initial idea for a website, it came when I was in a security line at the airport in 2006. And that led to the website being built in 2007. And it's easy for me to kind of say that in one sentence, but the, was there was a lot of hurdles and obstacles that kind of were in the way of it. But, yeah. um, but God kind of provided the right people and relationships and just at just the right time, you know, he opened the doors to do that. Um, but yeah. yeah, when it, when it launched in the app store though, um, at that point, you know, it, you version the website to the mobile app, I mean, excuse me, to the BlackBerry mobile website and then now to the mobile app, it wasn't like this amazing success story. It was like a journey of, of tests and trials and failures and, and, uh, new relationships and connections to kind of help us, you know, get over the next hurdle and it was just a really kind of uncertain beginning, you know, not a, not a confident, like this is totally going to work. And then everything's, you know, like, because after you'd kind of misstepped, you know, you just, you were just trying to be listen kind of day by day, you know, like what's next and should we continue or not continue? 
But when it launched in the App Store, that was a Thursday in July of 2008. And by Sunday, we saw 83,000 people install the app from Thursday wow. night to Sunday morning. And for us, that blew our minds. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the concept of 83,000 people in just a few days installing it. And then we could tell from our analytics that that people were collectively like opening the app multiple times a day, you know, and it was being yeah. used. It wasn't just being downloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, you know, it immediately became one of those data points that just grows your faith. You just sit there and believe if that's possible, then certainly more could be possible. So we begin to put our resources behind where we saw God moving. And, um, and we, what that meant was we didn't have a lot of financial resources or people resources. We just meant that anybody that was working on it kind of part-time or after hours, it's like, this needs to be kind of a full-time effort. So let's just figure out how to work however many hours we need to work. I mean, it was crazy days, you know, with nights and weekends and just whatever you could put into it. Um, but it became imperative because we just felt like we were, had a tiger by the tail. You know, we were just trying to hang on. And of course, we also didn't know how long the opportunity would last. The other, I think, biggest surprise to me, quite frankly, is I just kind of presumed that even though it had early success, that I I would not have probably predicted in 2008 after it launched. I would not have predicted that in 2020, 12 years later, we'd be talking about um, like our best years ever in terms of growth and then talking about new features and yeah a lot of people yeah. presume that you know like well so you built the app and now what you know and we're like well, yeah. we built the app and now what we, it's it's been mm-hmm. constantly being built you know modified for 12 years and now mm-hmm. we're of course expanding it into um into several new areas and just out of yeah. sort of stewardship and responsibility for what we believe god's called us to do but yeah, yeah. so so i started with very little faith Faith has certainly grown. You know, we really do believe yeah. from where we sit today that we could see, you know, over a billion devices install the Bible app. That's obviously not unreasonable when you're at 400 and something million to think that possible. Um, but it's still, even that's still kind of an incredible thing to say, you know, like it's really, it's still really hard for me to wrap my mind around it. Um, you know, the fact that globally it's used in every single country and territory, including Antarctica uh, and countries where people um, can't physically bring Bibles into those countries, yeah. um, that the Bible app is available and, and being used there. So it's just an amazing story of what God's done. And we feel very humbled and privileged just to be a part of it. I'm really excited about one of the things that you mentioned in terms of uh, the features um, that have come onto the Bible app over the years. They've been very helpful for me personally. Uh, One of those was the, I didn't know how to feel about this when it first came out, uh, the streaks feature, (laughs) you know, like, you know, you've got like, oh, you, you know, keep it going. You've got, you've done seven days in a row. And then at some point, and then I look back and you've spent this many days in the, you know, in the Bible this year. And I find that at first I was conflicted. I was like, well, is this like gamifying it? But at the same time, I I realized that I needed the nudge, uh, you know, like, Hey, you know, have you looked at your Bible? You've been on the gram the whole day. So how do you decide in terms of like what features to incorporate and, um, and what to keep even 
after you've introduced them? Sure. Well, we're, we're always um, trying to learn, you know, how to make it better. Our goal is to increase daily Bible engagement because we really feel like if you make the Bible a part of your yeah. everyday life, that that will really change a lot of outcomes in your life. And, and particularly yeah. just your relationship with God, be able to hear his yeah. voice and understand his direction for your life. So it's like imperative, yeah. super important, super powerful to be able to do that. So, so that motivates us to kind of learn the best we can about what works and what doesn't work. And what I, you know, try to remind people be, because when we started this, you know, I, I had a desire to read the Bible more but I had lots of different excuses or reasons why I wasn't, but I had the desire, you know, to do that. And so what we're trying to do is use technology to help make it easier for people to do what they want to do. Now, sometimes people don't necessarily know what those features need to be to help them. They just don't know until they see it or until they use it, because if they knew, they probably would have done that already, you know, if they knew what would help, you know, exactly. And so, so they, um, so oftentimes what we're trying to do is figure out how do we use technology to kind of keep the Bible in front of people? How do we do it in a way that gets them to take more than just one step, you know, not just come look at the verse of the day today, but like kind of go further with it. Um, but at the same time, if they engaged with the verse of the day and that was all they did today, that would, was probably more than they would have done before the app existed. And so we're trying to sort of progress people you know, into what Bible engagement could look like, you know, for them. So, um, so yeah, we learn from um, feedback that we get from our users. So people give us a lot of feedback about what's working, what's helped them. We learn from data. We can see um, collectively, like how many people are completing reading plans and what types of reading plans people complete more as far as daily plans. And, and we started to really focus on daily reading plans when we had some early data from just one reading plan that we did that indicated that that was really helpful for habit formation, just sort of having new sort of a new thing to do each day and a way to check it off, you know, was significant. Um, The streaks feature that you mentioned was a small idea that we thought might work, but had no idea how much it would work. But the moment that we launched it, you could see from that point of launch that, um, it had a dramatic impact on daily active users, okay. meaning that people um, felt the same feelings that you're, that you felt. Many of them felt like a little bit uncomfortable, like yeah. is, should, should this be the case or do I want to be reminded, you know, uh, yeah. is it helpful? Or I feel that that tension of accountability that's you know built into it where like, if I have a streak going and I miss a day now, I, it, I feel the fact that I missed it because it went back to zero. And even though that feeling is uncomfortable, it actually is really effective because people don't want to feel it. So it kind of drives their behavior, you know, to, to do it. And I kind of, you know, try to say to people that are concerned, maybe a little about it, is this gamification? The answer is yes, it is actually gamification. That's what you would call that <laughs> um, feature. But I, I'm not sort of ashamed to say that because I feel like there, there's so many things sort of vying for our attention and our motivation for this isn't to drive um, ad revenue or, or some kind of other uh, more business motivation, which there's nothing wrong with those things, but that's simply not what the Bible app does. Our motivation is to get people engaged in God's word. And I have so many stories of people that say, look, that streaks feature honestly helped me more than anything else 
to become consistent about it. And there'll come some point once you, once you get a habit formed, then the streak becomes less relevant because, um, because you've actually built a real habit, you know, around it and it, and and it sort of helped to get it going. And, and um, you know, we don't want people to feel devastated when they lose their streak. And so we've, we've kind of enhanced the feature a little bit to sort of help with that, you know, some, but if it loses some of that, that feeling or emotion that's associated with it, then it, then it does, it doesn't work, you know, as effectively. And if every other app on your phone is using similar types of, of techniques to get you to use them and, and open them daily or open them multiple times a day, then it makes complete sense that we would leverage some of the same approaches because it's the Bible, you know, that we're trying to get people connected to and not a game or not yeah. some other kind of app. It has far more significance, you know, in your life. So, so yeah. yes, we learn, we learn from data, we learn from users. Um, you know, we learn, sometimes we learn from other apps because we'll see a pattern and see success that others have had. So we're not, you know, afraid to, to take principles that we might see applied in other areas and apply them. And then occasionally there's just things that the the team comes up with and says, let's try this and let's see. It's kind of sort of a hypothetical like scenario. Like I think that this, this might help this redesign or way we, we incorporate this. And then we look at the results and you kind of ask, when do we stop doing things and as well? And it's the same, basically the same answer just in reverse. It's like, if we, see that it's less effective if we, um, you know, sometimes things get sort of prioritized down, meaning um, the effectiveness of what it drives is good, but not as good as the two new things that we're doing. So we tend to push it further down or sometimes eliminate it, you know, if it's, if it's not effective at all. And so, yeah, there's a lot of change that happens. There's constant development going on in the app. Um, It's definitely not static at all. Uh, and both in terms of new content that's being added and new features that are being added. That feature changed my life. I mean, it's great to hear. You have, you have no idea how much that, uh, as much as conflicted as I was at at the start, uh, but eventually that habit forms that constant nudge. And I need that. I need that. And which brings me to one of the most exciting features, which is, which I've been playing around with for a few days and it's already beginning to impact. I think not just my Bible reading, but my prayer life as well. Um, uh, That's the prayer feature. Uh, And actually that's the reason that at first I thought, Hey, I think we've spoken about having a conversations with you guys about the, about the Bible app and technology, but this also made us think, Hey, you guys might be onto something. Um, You know, what uh, besides did the, here's a question that I had from one of the guys on the team. Did the fact that Philippians four, six was a popular uh, verse in 2019 have an influence on the, on this feature? Well, I, I, I wish I could say it did, but the reality of it is that the feature is being worked on well before we knew that that was one of the most popular verses last year. So um, wow. God may have designed it that way, but we, we begin um, working or planning for the prayer feature probably in July of last year. And so in the middle of last year, so things, uh, you know, take a little bit longer than most people would realize because of the scope and scale of your version. Some of these features have quite a bit of, of uh, work that's done that's below the waterline, you know, kind of like an iceberg, you know, you just kind of see the tip of it and there's a lot that goes underneath of it. But yes, I mean, the team is very excited about the feature. It's obviously grounded in, in scripture itself, you know, that prayer is 
something that is important and God tells us in, to do. And we have this opportunity to, to, to speak, to pray, to bring our petitions, to ask God anything, to give him praise, to, to hear his voice through prayer. And we really believe that, that prayer does, um, is, is a gateway to intimacy with God, just like reading the Bible is a gateway to intimacy. And so we're excited to incorporate this new feature. It's just the very beginning of it. There'll be several um, enhancements and things that happen to the feature over the coming months, but it's the first of several new features that will focus around intimacy with God. And so far we have been just really blown away by the response. We actually, at the time we're recording this, um, this interview, we uh, have had the, the, feature release have been full for just a week now. And in that first week, we've now seen a million prayers uh, created and they've been shared 2 million times in just the first week. And so for us, we're very encouraged because this allows people, if they're not familiar with the feature, what it allows you to do is basically post any prayer. Um, You can make it by default, it's private. So you can just create a prayer list of all the things that you're praying for. Maybe you already have a prayer list and, um, and just be reminded daily, here's the, here's the list of things that I'm praying for. Um, however, where it really begins to become powerful is not just keeping a list for you, but, but rather giving you the opportunity to share those prayers with your friends, with your community, with people with inside you version. And you can share it with just your friends, or you can actually allow your friends to share it with their friends. So in essence, yeah. you could create kind of a prayer chain that, that goes and has potentially thousands of people, you know, that are praying for, for this prayer that you posted. And as people pray inside the app, as they get helps facilitate daily prayer, as they signify that they've prayed for that by tapping on it, um, it actually notifies the person who put the prayer request in or put the prayer in that someone else, that, that this person prayed for it. So you see people from all over the world that are praying for, your prayers, if you shared them, you know, and it creates this real powerful community response where you can see something that would have been probably maybe hard to get that prayer out to a lot of people could happen really quickly and could go around the world. And, uh, and then it brings uh, just in the same way that we try to do with Bible engagement. It also just brings a daily experience around prayer that makes it easy for people to, to pray in a consistent way where, some people are, uh, see prayer in a very similar way to the way they see the Bible. They, they want to pray. They, they, they see the importance of prayer, the, the power of prayer, but they don't always know where to begin. They're a little bit intimidated sometimes. Um, they're not sure exactly how to pray and, um, and you know, would be embarrassed to pray publicly because they're afraid they'll say it wrong or they're not eloquent in their speech and whatever it might be that their excuse is, um, we're trying to use the, the app as, again, a tool to kind of help on-ramp people into this process to make it really simple and easy and to try to encourage them. We give them examples of the types of things that they, they could pray for because some people don't, don't really, they need to kind of almost jog their mind a little bit to kind of go, oh, yeah, that's right. I should pray for my family or I should pray for this. And other people obviously know what they should pray for, but they just don't know how to do it. They're like, is it a question? Do I ask God a question or do I, do I just put, you know, yeah. some of the most basic things that, that we might, might be natural to those of us that pray on a regular basis or pray frequently. Yeah. 
um, are, are roadblocks, you know, for people. And, and, and so very much in the same way that we approach Bible engagement, we're trying to approach prayer and that um, it's a tool that's going to hopefully onboard people into a rhythm, a daily, regular, maybe even multiple times a day experience uh, around prayer that, that maybe happens very infrequently today for that same person. You know, like they, they might pray at like a holiday meal or they might pray at church mm-hmm. if someone else is leading the prayer, um, but they might struggle to, to pray personally or pray for their friends or for others. And we hope that this becomes a catalyst to kind of build that in. So it's the very beginning, but we're very encouraged by the initial results um, of it. And, and we also, people can mark a prayer that's as answered too, which is also really cool. You can update the prayer, mark it as answered so that everybody around the world that might be praying for that prayer is notified that God answered your prayer and can see the update, you know, uh, around it. So you can really, people can celebrate with you, you know, as prayers are answered. And so I, I, I mean, just the very beginning, there'll be a lot more uh, additions to that feature over time. It will be kind of a major component of the Bible app. Um, but right now we're just excited to get the first um, version of it out there and, and really encouraged by the response. This is so encouraging, and um, I've taken quite a, a, a fair chunk of your time. I really appreciate you making the time um, uh, just to jump on the on uh, on this call on, on this call with me. And Rachel, thank you so much for facilitating this. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, before we close off, uh, Bobby, just um, is there anything else that you just would like to share uh, outside of? some of the questions I've thrown at you that's just on your heart. Yeah. I, there, I think you covered, covered a lot in our time and, and by, I do actually have to go here pretty quick, but I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, we, you version has, um, and, and what we've done as a church for that matter with technology has really had the impact that it's had because it's really been a lot of uh, sort of a coalition of partners around the world that God's brought together to make it happen. And so it's, it's people like yourself and other ministries, uh, publications, publishers, authors, pastors, church leaders um, that have all said, look, you know, we want to leverage this moment in history and the technology we have available. And so they've been very supportive and I think God's really brought a real sense of unity around it. So I'm just, inc- I'm just thankful for people like yourself that's willing to kind of share the story about what God's done and um, help encourage others through it. So I just appreciate the opportunity to, to share with you and, and want you to continue to encourage you to do that for others as well. Thanks. Thank you so much. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 